And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Zach here. I hope you're having an awesome day. Man, I have not spent much time uh, with you on the podcast in 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 a little while. Uh, most of my uh, content recently <clears throat> has been on video, um, and uh, and if you're on our email and text list, I've been spending a lot of time with you there. Um, but I want to spend some more time on podcasts. I feel like for the past probably like 10 or 15 episodes, they're so spaced out that, um, <laughs> that I just keep on saying I need to, you know, spend more time with, uh, with, with the podcast and with you that, uh, that, um, you know, that this is your favorite way of uh, consuming information is podcast, which is, it's honestly my favorite way as well. So uh, I'm going to probably make some sort of a, you know, plan here to just make sure that I'm, you know, spending at least a few times a week, you know, with, uh, with you guys on this podcast, because I really want to do that. And it's a lot of fun for me, um, and things like that. But I really wanted to spend some time with you guys right now. Um, because not only have I not done it in a while, but Ashley and I uh, just came back from a really, really awesome mastermind experience. And I wanted to just kind of share some of the some of the takeaways. There's a lot of them. Um, I'm, so in order to keep this, you know, relatively short, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to, you know, just kind of give you some of the things that I've been thinking about, you know, very, you know, uh, I guess a lot. And, and, and then hopefully, it, hopefully it can serve you. So I wanted to just share this honestly with just our team. And I realized, well, you know, I can give my team this podcast. So uh, if you're on our team and you're listening, you know, uh, this is for you. But this is also for you if you're not on our team and you just wanted to kind of gain some of this stuff. So anyway, <clears throat> some of the, well, let me kind of give you a bit of background as to what kind of mastermind this is. So we got invited to um, to this mastermind called The Wellspring. And it's put on by uh, a guy named Pete Vargas, who is a really, really amazing dude. Um, and essentially, the the initial requirements are you have to have a, a seven-figure business, um, at least, and, uh, and you have to be a, a really uh, devout Christian. And 
Uh, and those are just kind of like the, the, the stated requirements. But then, you know, in order to actually uh, get an invitation, you have to do a call uh, with Pete. And, um, and, and I really appreciate that because, um, you know, he did a lot more calls than they accepted in to the, to the actual mastermind. And uh, really, he told us later that the number one thing that he was looking for is ego. And if someone had an ego, that he would be able to spot it, looking for asking the Lord for discernment to spot ego so that nobody that came in there, you know, uh, had any. Because, you know, as you can imagine, in a lot of masterminds, there is a lot of ego thrown around. Uh, people that have become, become successful in, in one area in business, um, you know, people can throw their ego around. And he was just looking for discernment to be able to spot that. So I don't know why he turned down the, there's, I think there's, uh, roughly 50 people that did not come in. Um, there was 55 of us there for this kind of initial gathering. Um, and there was about 50 that, that, that I, you know, did not get an invitation, um, as far as I know. And I don't know why that is, but I imagine it's probably some sort of ego thing, or maybe they weren't that rooted in their faith or what have you. And we were really excited about this because when I first had a call with Pete, uh, he told me on the phone, he said, Lo, so, you know, from a business perspective, Zach, you're, you're one of the smallest businesses uh, that's going to be here. Um, so you're, you're going to get a lot of good stuff out of it. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's awesome. I mean, legitimately, that's awesome. Um, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's very hum- like humbling, um, but it's, it's, it's also really, really cool too, right? And so we were really, really excited about that. And so it's essentially, it's a year long and uh, we just kicked it off this past week and uh, there's, you know, two major gatherings throughout the year and then there's two other gatherings where we'll uh, kind of go behind the scenes of a truly massive, you know, Christian business, uh, kind of like Hobby Lobby or Chick-fil-A or something like that. I'm not saying we're going to do those businesses, but that's just kind of an example. And then uh, we have weekly and monthly uh, meetings um, with the different kind of groups that we're a part of within within the overall community. So it was really, really cool to get kickstarted off. And um, uh, so this, this one was at, uh, there's, a, there's a hotel, it's really actually a quite famous hotel. I was not aware of it, um, but it's called the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, so we, it, it was a part of the Broadmoor, but we weren't like in the main Broadmoor. We were in the, like the, the really like um, kind of exclusive part of the Broadmoor called Cloud Camp. And so you basically, um, a couple of people stayed at the Broadmoor, but most people stayed at Cloud Camp, which is, you know, uh, basically up a mountain, like an hour, <laughs> you drive like 50 minutes up a really sketchy mountain road to get to this, like, just this kind of like camp, um, where it's like absolutely gorgeous, uh, all the cabins and the main kind of dining halls and stuff like this. And we had the whole thing, uh, to ourselves. So they rented out the entire thing. The meals were insane, absolutely incredible. Uh, it was so, so fun. We just met a huge amount of amazing people. Um, there was 10 of us uh, that uh, there was, they basically ran out of room at the Cloud Camp and the Broadmoor. Um, and so, and it was totally random. Like it was like 
you know, like I was like, well, I wonder if it was the last 10 people that joined or maybe it was like the 10 smallest businesses <laughs> that like kind of got stuck in this other resort um, and they had to like drive, you know, get a shuttle or a, a limo or whatever to drive us up to the cloud camp every day. Um, but it wasn't that at all. Like we were with someone that he was like one of the first people to join. We were with another person that probably had the biggest business in the entire place. Um, and but it was really cool. What seemed like a, a, a bad thing like, oh my gosh, we're, we have to drive up this mountain every single day, right? And none of them have to, none of the other people have to do that. It seemed like a bad thing at first, but what it turned out to be was a huge blessing because um, we basically got 10 extra hours with some of these people. And uh, some of the people that were like, kind of like, you know, quote unquote stuck with us at this, at this resort at the bottom of the mountain were some of the, uh, literally the, the biggest business owners in the room. And every single person just had no, um, no ego at all. It was very, very cool. So I'm just going to give you a few lessons from some of the people that I, uh, you know, got a chance to learn from. And I'm going to use most of their names, uh, but there's a few names that I won't use uh, just because um, you, you'll probably understand when I, when I get to them, when I get to there. Um, but uh, one of the first people that we met was a guy named uh, John Madsen and his wife Nineveh, um, and and you know I like you know we just kind of like stepped off the the initial shuttle um, to about to go up to the to the to the mountain, and Ash was like oh, I'm pretty sure I saw him at the at the other resort. And it was this dude's like six foot five, rock solid um, muscle. He's an ex NFL football player, and and he, he runs a health health coaching business. So still just shredded out of his mind. Um, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this, this dude is like, he could just like throw me over, over the mountain and, and had no problem. <laughs> but he was, so we had walked up to him and, uh, and started talking and, and, and they were just a beautiful couple. So, so, so cool. We spent a lot of time with them over the weekend because, you know, you kind of like meet the first people and the first people that you meet and they kind of like, you know, you're almost like your buddy system, right? And so we spent a lot of time with them, got to know them really well, um, or as, I guess as well as you can get this to know somebody within a three-day period. Um, but it's really, really cool just, you know, what they've done. So he was uh, an NFL football player um, for a few years. Uh, she was a TV anchor, like a TV personality. Uh, the story of how they met is really, really, really cool. Um, but uh, just from like a business perspective, you know, uh, they ended up, you know, he ended up starting a, a traditional gym business after the NFL and then ended up not really going the way that he wanted it to go. And he ended up, he ended up deciding to close that business down. And, um, and then after a few years of, you know, just, you know, putting in the work and, and learning business and learning what works and things like that. Um, they built a, a very, very successful business. I don't quite know how large it is, um, but, you know, well into the uh, multiple seven figures from everything that I can gather, if not larger than that. And, um, and just been, yeah, they've been very successful in, in their business. And the lesson that I drew from him was no matter what the past is, just drop the ego and be willing to learn new skills. You know, like he has every right to have an ego, um, and so does she. They both do. You know, like you know, NFL football player, right? A TV anchor. You know, beautiful couple inside and out. And you know, um, people like that could totally have an ego, um, but they choose to not have one, and they don't have one. And then, uh, and then they went out and learned new skills to become very successful business owners, uh, very close with the Lord, and it was really, really cool. Um, the, the five pillars that the, that the uh, Wellspring really focused on 
is the, the five main areas of life, not just business, which is a lot, what a lot of masterminds focus on. So, you know, faith, health, relationships, money, and business. Money meaning like investing and growing your wealth. And again, most masterminds really only focus on one, one area, and it's typically business. And so was business a focus of this? Yeah, of course, you know, that was one of the thresholds. But it wasn't the only one. Um, there was equal parts given to those other components of life um, that are just as, if not more important, um, than all the other ones. And this is the only room that we've been able to be in where um, where that's all there, which is so, so cool. So I'm just looking at uh, someone at uh, my goodness. So on my wall, I have like a plaque. You know, we have a uh, the a two comma club award from from ClickFunnels, and it's positioned in this kind of like precarious spot next to one of my sliding doors, and it uh, looks like maybe the cleaner or someone they knocked it off the wall because when I got home there's like dents all over the there's a dent on the floor around the trim the molding, and then like the the award was kind of like splitting apart, <laughs> and so I like fixed it up, but I just realized there's like there's a small crack in the glass of the award, so it's kind of a bummer. Um, anyway. Um, some other lessons. So we met a uh, we met a gal. Um, you may have heard of her. She's uh, pretty well known in the funnel slash MLM world. Her name is Jamie Cross. Um, she's a really really cool gal. Um, I, her name sounded familiar when I met her, and uh, when Ashley and I did, and Ashley and her hit it off. They were just best buds, and uh, and we had a great conversation about uh, network marketing. And uh, you may. I don't think I've mentioned this to you on the podcast, uh, but Ashley and I have been working on uh, acquiring a MLM company for many months now, or acquiring a large piece of one, I should say. And so um, our experience uh, has recently uh, just expanded quite a bit. Um, uh, not necessarily like our, well, you get it, you get the point. So we hit it off with Jamie um, and, you know, they they were youth pastors, they were worship pastors, and they uh, worked in business or worked on starting a business for quite a long time. And finally, they decided, both her and her husband decided to quit their jobs. And they had three months of runway, um, but their business was not yet successful. But they decided to quit their jobs and give it everything they had together for three months. Uh, They ran out the clock until they only had two weeks left and nothing had hit yet. Nothing had started working yet. And with just two weeks left, their business started to take off and they made $1,000 in one day. And they went on to make seven figures in the next three months, which is really, really cool. And then they've blown up since then. Um, like that was years ago. The lesson here is that you're closer than you think, right? Um, but you'll never get there if you, don't put, if you don't put the effort in. And you won't ever get there if you put a time limit on it. Right? Like they didn't have a time limit. Like, yeah, they had a time limit of three months to, to do it, but they weren't going to quit their business forever if they didn't get it in those three months. Right? There was no time limit on their results. They said, we're going to do whatever it takes to make this happen, which is really, really powerful. There's another guy named Brandon Turner that uh, we really, really had a great time with. We headed off, and, and I thought I recognized his name when we first met, but I, I couldn't uh, fully, you know, I, I didn't fully <laughs> uh, place it all. Um, but even so, like, I just wanted to meet everyone, like, as they came. You know, if I, if I, if I noticed someone, which I did, that, you know, I was, like, in a fanboy over, which he could have been one of those people. Um, if I noticed one that I could have fanboyed over, just like, you know what, just don't, don't, you know, we're all here. Um, like we're not all equals in business necessarily, but we are all here almost as equals in a part of this gathering. Right. And so, you know, treat them as such. Right. 
Um, don't fanboy and equally don't bring an ego uh, in the reverse method either. But I started talking with a guy named Brandon Turner who um, quickly became, you know, probably Brandon and John became the closest, like kind of, again, three days, right? But closest that you can get to someone in three days with both of those guys. So both of them were, were in our uh, daily shuttles uh, up and down the mountains. So we got to talk a lot, which was super fun. Um, so Brandon yeah, had, was, was really well known for uh, being a real estate guy. He's, he's probably one of, uh, now that I found out more and more, probably one of the biggest real estate personalities um, that talk about real estate. He was the a host, a co-host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, which is, as far as I know, it's the largest uh, real estate podcast out there. And it's the second largest business po- podcast out there. Um, he's no longer with the company, um, but he, you know, he worked with them to blow that brand up and, and got a lot of, uh, a lot of fame, honestly, from that. And um, just an extraordinarily successful guy, um, he's only two years older than I am, and he's, uh, his success is, uh, business success is far beyond, um, far beyond ours. But from a personality set standpoint, I mean, we just had a ton of fun together. We have really similar senses of humor, and we're just able to, you know, just have a, have a good time together for the entire, uh, the entire weekend. And obviously, since it was a faith-based, you know, place all the way around, we were able to connect, uh, connect on our faith, connect on our families and all these different things. Um, but one of the questions that he asked, uh, he asked at one of the dinner tables once, and then he asked in the car when we were driving up, uh, up the mountain, um, was what do you need to give up to get to the next level? Really beautiful, intentional question. And, and people would say different things, right? Like, Oh, I need to give up this. I need to give up this. I need to give up this, whatever the case is, but it really made you think for us, we, I think we just actually went through this. Ashley and I uh, went through a really difficult time with our sales manager, and uh, he was he was a central pillar in our business. Um, and we 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 saw very deep character flaws in him for you know nine or ten months. Um, and I had multiple people independently come to me and say, Zach, I noticed something with this person. Um, this is this is not good long term. And, uh, and this person just, uh, was again, I'm not, I don't want to get into it, but had these deep character flaws. Um, but they also were a pillar in our sales process. They were our sales manager. Um, uh, they, they represented a good deal of volume for our business. Um, and, and I, I, I knew when the third or fourth person came to me independently that I, and, and these people I trust, and they said, Zach, there's, there's, a, there's a problem here. And not only did they see it, but I had been almost hiding that problem from these people for months because I didn't want to air that person's laundry out. And number two, I just wanted them to focus on their own work. Um, but once that happened, we realized that we had to do something. And we, we felt like we started to hear from God that we needed to fire this person. And ultimately, we worked up the courage and did it. And... and uh, and that's what we really need to do to, to move on to the next level. Um, and so while we had some, you know, short-term and still are going through some short-term, you know, bumps uh, from that, uh, ultimately we believe that it was the right move to help us go to the next level. But I think that's a great question that Brandon brought up. So the question is, what do you need to give up to go to the next level? It's a really, really good lesson there. The final one I'll talk about right now is I... Um, I'm not going to say his name, um, 
but uh, I think if he if he decides to tell his story uh, more often, um, then I'll then I'll share his name. Um, I think he's going to, but as of right now, he's only done one podcast, and I haven't listened to it, so I don't actually know what details he shared on the podcast. So I'm not going to give details that he gave today and say his name in the same show. So anyway, um, this guy uh, we also went up and down the mountain with him a bunch of times sat at dinner table the first night with him. And he told the story of uh, how he built, he was a Marine. Uh, he had an incredible set of circumstances that happened that basically showed him that he was, he already knew he was brilliant, but it kind of showed him that he was a brilliant inventor. And uh, he invented, I believe the number is about 200 products that have patents on them. And he grew an extraordinarily large business um, to the point where a few years ago, uh, it was valued at $2 billion, um, which is, you know, pretty wild. Uh, that's, that's a large business. And, um, and uh, essentially, he was diagnosed um, with cancer. And it was basically on his, on his deathbed. People were literally saying their goodbyes to him. And he finds out while he's on his deathbed that uh, during his kind of uh, decline process is declining health. During that process, the people uh, in his C-suite, a couple, not all of them, but a few of people in his C-suite, the ones that he trusted to run his business, started embezzling money to the tune of $22 million and, um, and started to kind of stiff arm him into like, you know, giving them raises and stuff like that. Meanwhile, they're embezzling. And he ends up, he ends up recovering from this cancer. He, you know, uh, he's miraculously healed. God heals him and, uh, and he recovers and he finds out about what's happening or about what has happened, uh, with the embezzlements and things like this. And obviously it's, it's, it's it crushed him, um, it, spiritually, uh, emotionally started to crush the business financially, um, to the point where he needed to start liquidating, you know, assets, you know, selling real estate that he owned for, 20 cents on the dollar selling, you know, cars, anything you could do to get cash, um, to keep things afloat. And so he recovers, uh, ultimately, you know, kind of somewhat stabilizes the bleeding of the business and, and things like this. And it it comes time to, uh, press charges. And these people were found super guilty. (laughs) Uh, they confessed guilty as well. And, when um, he was basically asked, do you want to press charges and put these people in jail? Because you can do that. He said no. And I was like, why would you say no to that? Like, these people like were evil. And was to kind of showcase the evilness. Um, when he was on his deathbed, he brought his wife in and his kids. He said, hey, just so you guys know, you'll never have to want for anything in your entire life, Ever. Like you're taken care of, there's plenty of money, you're good. Well, the people that were embezzling were stealing from that inheritance. And when they were giving their confessions, every single one of them asked, why would you do it? Why did you do that? And all of them answered the same way. They said, we didn't think he was going to come back. And that just crushed him because he had poured into these people for 25 years in some cases and they were stealing from his wife and kids that would have to, you know, they'd be screwed. So when it came time to press charges, he says, no. Why would you say no? 
he said, because in, in those moments when I thought I was going to die, I spent so much time in the Bible learning the word of God. I spent 16 to 18 hours a day watching uh, YouTube videos on studying the Bible and learning about everything I could. And he's like, and I developed a closer relationship with God than I ever have in my whole life. And he said, so if you offered me a check for $10 billion and in return, none of that would have happened. I never would have got cancer. My business never, never, never would have went through that horrible time. Would I take the check? No, I wouldn't because I never would have got this clarity and this, this closeness, and this intimacy with the Lord. And so if you want me to press charges, why would I press charges against them? Why would I punish them for allowing me to get closer to the Lord? It's crazy. Like it blows your mind when you think about it like that. And he says, you know, I'm not the judge. God is the judge. God will judge them. <sighs> Absolutely insane. I'm like, Dude, I don't know if I have that level of strength. I mean, I really don't. Um, so the lesson is choose to decide that everything happens for you. You've probably heard that before. Don't, it's, if everything happens to you or for you. This man has truly chosen to decide that everything happens for you, not to you. Choose to believe that God is working everything together perfectly for your good. It's mind-blowing when you hear a story. So anyway, guys, with that... Um, that's, that's going to be all for today, but just want to let you know, we love and appreciate you. Hope you have an amazing rest of the day and we'll talk to you real soon. Mm-hmm.